Whether you think that the New Orleans Saints ending their season with a loss to a quarterback that throws for just 43 yards is fitting or infuriating, you're absolutely right. We got all that and a little bit of land yap on our postcast episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, we're free and available on all podcast apps and on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert credential member of the media, CrescentCitySports.com, USA Today, Saints Wire, Tuesdays in Locked On NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday. Friday on Locked on Saints. And it is another live postcast episode of Locked on Saints here at the Caesar Superdome where the Saints suffer a very disappointing 10 to 7 loss, dropping them to 7 and 10 on the season, well below any of the expectations that anyone that most people had around the New Orleans Saints. That's where we're going to kind of go through today's live show. If you're here uh, live watching us in the comments, sound off. Tell me what it is that you're feeling about this New Orleans Saints season, but please do take a moment to leave a like uh, and uh, and help out with the video as well. Um, this was a disappointing finish to what was a very disappointing season for the New Orleans Saints. And look, we'd be talking about this game in almost, almost, almost entirely differently had this score been flipped and the New Orleans Saints won 10 to 7. Uh, Will Lutz missing two field goals, one from 44 yards, one for 55 yards. Could have actually been 13 to 7 uh, win for this game, but we would still be talking about the same thing nonetheless, that the defense did its job and that the offense came up short, particularly in the second half, which is where the New Orleans Saints have continued to struggle over the course of this season, not being able to put uh, opponents away. That's what's led to the New Orleans Saints now having several uh, one-score losses, single-score losses. This was their sixth single-score loss of the year here in New Orleans or for the New Orleans Saints. And that's kind of been the tale of this team. Now, the New Orleans Saints offense or defense rather did give up 171 rushing yards. But as usual, even when teams rush for all of that amount of yards, they usually can't put points on the board unless they're able to pass the ball. And that's what we saw from Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold passing for 22 yards until his final completion, which is a 21-yard completion that put them in field goal position and in position to win this game at the end of regulation. Cam Jordan speaking after the game, saying that this basically summarized the entire New Orleans Saints season uh, so far. Um, not being able to finish drives, not being able to put points on the board, having opportunities, missing tackles, but not being able to get things done, and effectively just being in situations here to where late in games, they're not able to have sort of that killer instinct that like a Drew Brees used to have and all of that, that would help them put these games away. And so that's the note. This is the sour note, the low note that the New Orleans Saints finish their 7-10 and 2022 NFL season campaign uh, on. Two missed field goals by uh, Will Lutz, so a couple of empty opportunities there. Will Lutz missed eight field goals this year, which surpasses his previous high, which was just six. His rookie year, expect the Saints to bring in competition there. The Saints quarterback situation continues to be one that 
perplexes and surprises all kind of at the same time today, a little bit more perplexing. Again, it was a game in which the Saints could move the ball between the 20s, but never even took a snap in the opposing team's red zone. Chris Olave crosses a thousand yards in this game going up to a thousand forty two. He's now uh, that's now the second highest total of any rookie wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints just behind uh, Michael Thomas, who may not even be a New Orleans Saint in 2023. That's the way that the New Orleans Saints season is going. For every positive, there is something relate, like directly related to that positive that is a negative. And that is a bit of a confusing situation for the New Orleans Saints. And this now propels them into maybe the largest amount of uncertainty we've seen going into a 2000 or going into an NFL offseason here in New Orleans. What's going to happen at quarterback? What's going to happen at head coach? What's going to happen on the coaching staff? Um, as Kat Terrell from over at ESPN observed, the Saints played that whole you know, um, keeping it consistent game over the course uh, of the 2022 offseason. Are they going to rely on cohesion and continuity again going into 2023? That doesn't seem likely. And any amount of momentum this team was building over the course of the three-game win streak that was almost a four-game win streak should have been, let's be real, the Saints should have won this game, should have been a four-game win streak, feels like it's all lost all of a sudden. And that's a that's a tough situation. Uh, it's a tough situation to be in. Um, it's a really, really tough situation to be in. So uh, now the New Orleans Saints face giving up a, you know, top 10 selection here in this year's draft to the Philadelphia Eagles and hopefully can find some way to get a first round pick back with the Dallas, excuse me, the Denver Broncos already requesting to visit with um, Sean Payton, New Orleans Saints former head coach who the Saints still own the rights for, could potentially trade to get draft capital back. So there are still some things this offseason that could go the Saints' way, but one of the things that they haven't been able to do is get the on-field play to go their way. They come up with two interceptions in this game. First time they've had multiple interceptions in a game all season here in Week 18, one from Tyron Matthew and one from... um uh, Daniel Sorensen, who was out there looking like a roaming free safety all of a sudden on that play. And they weren't able to make good on that. They forced two fumbles. One of them ends up resulting in a touchdown. The other one ends up getting recovered by the Carolina Panthers special teams unit. There was so much that was about to go right for New Orleans in this game. And the offense just couldn't make good on it after the opening drive. And then the Saints' second half struggles continue. They come back in the second half, punt the ball four straight times to open up the second half, and then miss a field goal at the end of the game or, or in the fourth quarter. That's just who the New Orleans Saints have been so far this season, not able to make good on the opportunities that are right there in front of them. But this New Orleans Saints defense, now eight straight games, not allowing 20, uh, more than 20 points. Um, they were allowing 10 point, or 13.6 points per game over the course of the past uh, five games, if I remember correctly. Maybe it was just three games uh, coming into this one, only allowed 10 in this one. So they continued to perform well over on the defensive side with the offense. I'm repeating myself here, but the offense is not able to make good on it. So let's take a look now at what could go right for the New Orleans Saints this offseason. Um, there were some some things that that happened in this game that are going to have a lasting impact as they continue through uh, this offseason, including the injury to Trevor Penning, even though he was getting his first start today. What did that injury look like? What could that be? What could that mean? And what else could the New Orleans Saints end up having impact their offseason? We'll be breaking that down as we continue on with this live postcast live edition here on Locked on Saints. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming through for the show. 
Today's episode brought to you by our friends over at Tommy John. Look, winter mornings are brutal here in the city of New Orleans. It's not super cold, but it's cold enough that you want to make sure that you're using this tip for a day of comfort. You'll want to grab new Tommy John loungewear so that you can be cozy wherever you are. So when you start the new year in Tommy John, you're so much more comfortable so that you can do everything better. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, people love Tommy John. That's why Tommy John doesn't has fans or customers. It has fanatics. Like this one fanatic who says, I bought a pair of uh, loungewear and I've been wearing them for two days, got all the colors available. And the only place I don't wear them is in the shower. This guy loves his, <laughs> his Tommy John's. So make sure you go and check him out as well. All back by the Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. You can get 20% off of your first order right now over at tommyjohn.com slash locked on. That's 20% off right now at tommyjohn.com slash locked on. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is sponsored by our friends over at BetterHelp. I'm a big time proponent when it comes to uh, therapy. It's something that I've taken advantage of over time, something that I was actually hard for me to uh, admit that I wanted to get starter or get started in. And so it's a uh, it was a big deal when I finally did it. And BetterHelp was uh, huge for me because it's one thing to admit or be ready to receive help. It's another thing to find the right match when it comes to therapists and therapy and stuff like that. And so the thing that I love about BetterHelp is that you join by taking a questionnaire uh, and answering questions about yourself. And then they go out and they make sure that they pair you with one of their therapists that's a good match for you. And it's free to change anytime that you want. It's convenient because it can all be done virtually as well. You can do it in uh, video chat, over the phone, or even through text. Honestly, um, there's a whole bunch of different things. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. BetterHelp is for you. So get unstuck today with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. So where do the New Orleans Saints go from here? Um, it's an uncertain offseason all of a sudden. Uh, a a four-game win streak would have sent you into the offseason with some momentum that maybe would have kept some free agents around, that were in-house free agents around, that maybe would have attracted other free agents, that, that would have had sort of those big time. Uh, <laughs> somebody said, Pammy said, we all need better help after this season. Make sure you go and check them out. Betterhelp.com slash locked on. Um, <laughs> I love that, Pammy. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, having that momentum going into the offseason would have been huge for for the team, but now they don't have it. So so now it's just a, a litany of uncertainty uh, for the New Orleans Saints going into this offseason. And, you know, there, there's a Sean Payton trade that's going to pick up steam more and more and more. Um, teams can officially start interviewing Sean Payton on January 17th. We know Denver has already requested a meeting with him. Um Michael Thomas restructures his contract, takes a big time kind of pay cut in 2023, which makes it easier for the Saints to cut him and move on as long as they do so before March 17th. Otherwise, $32 million becomes fully guaranteed in 2024. So you know there's going to be personnel changes. Is is the Sean Payton trade the biggest coach change that happens? Do we all of a sudden see the Saints organization lose confidence in Dennis Allen after this loss? I don't think so. I don't think that that happens because the one thing that worked in this game was the defense. And so, you know, they have some things that they'll need to repair over on the the, the run defense side, but you, you make a couple changes on the defensive interior and bam, you're you're right off to where you need to be there. And so 
I think that the biggest thing that you're going to be looking for is a change to the offense. And I, I think that that's a wholesale change to the offense. That doesn't necessarily mean that you know, they're going to start fire sailing like their young talent or anything like that. But I think you're looking for improvements on the offensive line, particularly on the interior. Uh, Cesar Ruiz played extremely well this year. Eric McCoy had a bit of a shaky year. Andrus Pete was disappointing and injured and all those other things. So I could definitely see a potential change at left guard. Um, Trevor Penning got his first run out here today at left tackle, looked good while he was in there, especially in the run game. But unfortunately, you know, he, he went down with a, a right foot injury. Don't worry, the turf toe was on his left foot. So this is a this is a different foot, not the same foot. But who knows what that injury was? We'll see as the you know, we get more news about it later on. But that's one of those big things that you're going to be watching over the course of the offseason. Is he going to be ready for camp? Is he going to lose time in his development again? And how does that impact the Saints road forward at left tackle? And how does that impact the way that they used the first round pick last year, right? Advancing their first round pick from 2023 to 2022 so that they could get both Chris Olave and Trevor Penning. And so there's all of those pieces. I listen, I'm and and Jerome Jerome Bello here says, dang it, Ross DA is the problem. He's the head coach. Listen, I'm not saying he's not the problem. That's not what I said. What I said was, will the New Orleans Saints lose confidence in him as an organization? I don't think they will. That's their choice, not mine. Right. So it's not about whether or not he's the problem. It's about whether or not the organization feels that he's the problem. Doesn't matter what I think about it. Right. So a big thing when, when I'm looking at all this is like, where would the confidence be lost if the defense performed poorly? Because that's Dennis Allen's, you know, expertise. That's his side of the ball. Now, instead, Pete Carmichael, the offensive coordinator, gets to be the scapegoat if the New Orleans Saints want him to be the scapegoat, right? Or if the New Orleans Saints not even are looking for a scapegoat, but are simply in a situation to where they're saying it's not a DA problem, it's an offensive problem. So then they retool the offensive staff. That seems more likely to me because you don't want to hire a head coach. You don't want to have to do that. And you don't want to fire a head coach one year into a four-year deal. The NFL just sent a memo out to all the NFL coaches saying that they've spent $8,800 million on coaches that weren't even actively coaching teams. That's why I think that the New Orleans Saints aren't going to make a change at head coach. It's not my choice. That's them, right? And so you can think that they're right or wrong, but it ain't me. It ain't me. And so when I look at it instead, for me, the offense is the easiest place for them to make these adjustments. They could do that over with some of the personnel. You have to solve the quarterback problem because you don't have a quarterback as far as I'm concerned for 2023 because I don't believe Jameis is going to stick around. And Andy Dalton is probably a good veteran to bring back. But who's your future at quarterback? The Saints don't have that answer. Who's your future? What's your future in terms of what your offense even looks like? Because this scheme consistently running on second and 10, um, keeping Alvin Kamara off the field, trying to run him between the tackles instead of getting him outside in space, which I think the Saints were actually a little bit better at in this game because uh, Alvin Kamara was about the only thing on the offense that worked consistently, only his second 100-yard rushing game this season. That's what needs to be addressed. You need to fix the offense. And so I don't think that they go after Dennis Allen to fix the offense. I think they go after Pete Carmichael, move on there, and then end up finding a new offensive coordinator that can come in and breathe some fresh air into this team. That's probably the biggest change you're going to see on the coaching staff. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that that's right. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just telling you that's probably what the biggest change is. I would make larger changes than that personally, but I sit behind a microphone. I don't sit behind a desk and make decisions for, for the team, right? So for me, when you look at it, I think that the biggest thing is... And I love this point, actually. I love this point by uh, by J-Row that says that there's no entertainment at all with the team. And one of the things that we talked about this season is that it's one thing to be bad. And it's another thing to be bad and boring. And when you're bad and you're worse on the offensive side than you're on the defensive side, your games are going to be boring. And that's like the cardinal sin of football, right? No matter what, it should at least be fun to watch, fun to play. And, you know, you look at some of these players after the game, after a loss like this, and like, 
they're, they're dejected. Like they feel terrible that they lose, that they lost this game because this was a game that was very much in reach, uh, when it comes to them. So I, I think that's a good point there. But when, when I look at this team and I look at the changes that they can make over the offseason that are ones that I feel like they, that the organization would be willing to make, offensive coordinator is the easiest one. And that's not me campaigning on, on anybody or anything like that. It's just that like that's, the logical place that is the easiest one to address. Unless Sean Payton says, hey, I explored every option out there. I don't like any of them. I'm coming back to New Orleans and I don't see that happening. So the Saints offseason might be more eventful and more fun than the actual season was. And that's usually something that we're not used to when it comes into uh, when it comes to the, the New Orleans Saints. But the good news is that the young talent is easy to retain. Chris Olave's not going anywhere. Rashid Shahid's not going anywhere. Juwan Johnson's a restricted free agent. So the Saints have a lot of pull in terms of how they hold on to him. Trevor Penning's young. Um, you know, Ryan Ramchick's under contract. Eric McCoy's under contract. Caesar Reese is still on his rookie deal. The, the offensive talent that you do trust is easy to retain. You go out, you get a good, strong, big possession receiver that can add some tough yards for you. You fix your quarterback problem. You fix your, your, your coaching staff problem. However it is that you feel that has to be addressed if you're the New Orleans Saints. And then all of a sudden you're in a crappy division in the NFC South with potentially the best roster. So the Saints aren't far off. It's just that like when you look at the play that you see on the field, sometimes it feels that way and it's hard to ignore that. So I think that ends up being the big thing. Uh, before we wrap up here, uh, the Youngblood46 asks, Ross, you mentioned uh, Tajay Spears out of Tulane as a possible draft pick at running back for the Saints. He should definitely be on their draft board this upcoming season. And that is absolutely correct. Now, he's got some ball uh, some some uh, ball control stuff that I think you want to, some ball security stuff that I think you want to see him get better with. But if you're looking to add somebody that can run between the tackles, that can catch the ball, that can run outside, that can partner up with Alvin Kamara and give you that change of pace, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, Alvin Kamara run of the the days old, Tajay Spears is one of several good options in, in, in at running back. But I, I would love, I would love Love to see Tajay Spears uh, stay home here in New Orleans. So, yeah, absolutely. Y'all, we are going to be breaking down everything around this game, but also turning our eyes towards the off season. Uh, I'm going to cut this off here and then go and record a full episode for you, even though this was a pretty long postcast. I appreciate y'all coming through. Um, to look at, you know, what went wrong in this game, what's next for the New Orleans Saints, and uh, what we're hoping to hear tomorrow, because we've got um, end of year pressers with, uh, you know, locker room with the players, as well as presser with Dennis Allen. So, so what are we hoping to hear throughout all of that? So, uh, yeah, Deuce Vaughn's a really good spot too. So, uh, there's a lot coming here with Locked On Saints. I really appreciate y'all so much. This was my first year as a fully credentialed member of the New Orleans Saints media, and it was so much fun doing this all with you. So, I'm going to say bye to the Caesar Superdome for a while. But I'm not saying bye to you at all because we're still here every single Monday through Friday, five days a week, and a lot of times more all throughout the offseason. We don't take off seasons here at Locked on Saints. So I appreciate y'all very much for coming through and supporting, for making me your first listen, and of course, for uh, making me a, a part of your day, a part of your routine. As always, uh, if, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N O L A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you. Living. Let me know how your mom and them. And trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.